Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are splashing through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And we are again joined by Thomas from NeverEnding Minute. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Today we are discussing Minute 9, which begins with Ariel pushing a barrel towards the shark as the shark continues to chase them. And it ends with the seagull scuttle singing 1492. (laughs) Minute nine of The Little Mermaid features Glut the shark chasing Ariel and Flounder throughout the ship. Flounder getting Disney, Disney, (laughs) getting dizzy (laughs) and Ariel saving him from the shark and Glut getting stuck in an anchor. Mm -hmm. So... I, I said yesterday, this shark has a messy method of attack, but he eats through a barrel as well as an entire chest of drawers. I, like, this is ridiculous. This shark, well, I can't even say he's enormous because he changes size so many times during this chase scene. Yes, I think, um, but he, I mean, he's pretty big in every shot. But like he never looks small, right? But he still changes size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question from yesterday is: Are sharks in this world intelligent? I don't think so. Um, in the animated series, the first season that we've watched, sharks are generally just a threat and not typically part of like the citizens of Atlantica, I don't think they really have conversations with sharks unless they are the Sharkanians. But those are kind of like... Mermaid sharks. Mermaid sharks, except they look like full-on sharks, except... With arms. With arms. Yeah. So those are the only ones that are intelligent. And and we also have established um, dolphins and... Uh, mammals don't seem to be able to communicate with mermaids. Uh, they had in one of the earliest episodes, there was a, a killer whale that they kept basically as a dog. Okay. Yeah. The reason I ask is because if it had any kind of intelligence, wouldn't it realize that this is the king of the ocean's daughter <laughs> it's going after? Yeah. I think it, I mean, if they were intelligent, we'd, we'd, we'd see him speak, probably. I think, based on his size, I'm guessing he's old enough to have learned to speak, if that was an option. Um, so, he's probably just a ravenous predator yeah. Um, uh, yeah. in, in this world. Which is why it would have been okay for him to die in an earlier draft. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm going to guess that, um, for whatever reason, the mermaid uh, communication cycle is limited to... Uh, only fish. So, so you know, I don't know where that breakdown is on the uh, the hierarchy, the uh, the the uh, categorical stuff for biology. <laughs> I can't remember the right words. Uh, for whatever reason, I can remember that uh, in this case, it must be limited to the bonefish or osteichthys. Whoa! Like, yeah, wow. osteo Break meaning out the big words. Osteo meaning bone and ichthys meaning fish. As opposed to the chondrichthys, which would be the cartilaginous fish, which would include sharks and rays. 
Color me impressed. Yeah, I don't know why that's sticking with me since seventh grade. I can't remember what what, what the name of the whole breakdown is. You know where you get the kingdoms and phylums <laughs> and everything, but uh, and I don't know where that breakdown comes the uh, the Kondrigthes versus Ostiagthes, but for whatever reason I've I've remembered those two names as the the bony fish right. and the cartilaginous fish, and we never see. But the weird thing is somehow avians make it into the cycle, huh? Because they speak to a bird. In this break, <laughs> like, like starting mostly next minute, but we see the evidence of it this minute. So, and I don't know if she speaks basically English or whatever language Eric speaks yeah. as a as a mermaid. We don't see them have a conversation. Um, yeah, I'm and, curious whether they could so communicate yeah. when she was in well, mermaid we, form. We see them talk to each other at the very end during the big battle scene, but we don't see. Whether or not they actually understand each other. I don't think they have enough conversation. Well, I mean, we'll assess it more later. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can just default to say, whatever the local language is, the mermaids are speaking that. They are able to communicate with fish and a seagull. Um, <laughs> well, in the Broadway musical, it's a whole... Yeah, it's a bunch of seagulls. Flock of seagulls. Um, and then <laughs> during... And well, and then there's there's definitely some sorts of limitations because obviously Eric can't talk to all the sea creatures, yet he's able to get something from Sebastian when Sebastian tells him her name is Ariel. Yeah, yeah. And but he doesn't understand like that an entire like grotto is singing to them. Right. Well, you got to keep in mind that Disney does play kind of fast and loose with um, roles like that. I mean, you've got Goofy who's a dog to be a dog and then, and then pluto. pluto who is a dog but they yeah. have completely different roles yeah that's definitely true so i don't know where where the communication breaks down exactly but for whatever reason sharks don't make it seagulls do <laughs> yeah um with the shark he is heard uh growling and snarling and roaring a little bit not not a lot, but a little bit. But sharks don't have vocal cords, apparently. <laughs> well, I imagine most most sea life doesn't. Right. I mean, I, I guess whales and and dolphins do to some degree because they have like whale noises. Right. But uh, I don't speak whale. <laughs> you don't speak Story whale. Does. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> you sure. <laughs> Ariel doesn't speak whale. She would need to use Dory as a translator. <laughs> um, but the the growling and snarling that is heard is done by someone named Frank Welker. Oh, Frank Welker's like the animal noise guy, especially yes. like like up through the nineties mm-hmm. for decades. He's I think he's like every animal noise. Like he's he's I mean he's the the voice of Abu in Aladdin. Uh, among uh, other things, I'm sure. Yes, he is also the voice of Max, the sheepdog, in this film. Oh. Um, and it, it's possible that they did roaring and snarling and growling f- for dramatic effects, but someone um, on online, because <laughs> that's where I got all my resources, uh, referenced that, or said that it could be a reference to... The Roaring Shark and Jaws. Okay. I mean, I'd say there's definitely a little bit of Jaws going on here. Right. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, it's 
it, it's effective in the scene to convey, you know, the ferocious shark as he tears through the ship uh, in this chase. Uh, Frank Welker has done so many animal sounds. If, uh, if you want a more current reference, he did Sven from Frozen. Yeah, uh, I'd say the only other person who... I, I mean, the only other person I can think of that's comparable for his sort of sound effects is D. Bradley Baker, who um, did animal noises all throughout like the Avatar animated series. Right. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender and, and things like that. So I'd say those two are probably the biggest animal monster sound guys um, that have ever existed. <laughs> that's just my guess. <laughs> I don't know any other anyone else by name for that uh for that position animal sound guy <laughs> so i'm i'm guessing they're the biggest ones uh i have a question about some of ariel's gear in this minute because it comes into play she loses her purse uh and the shark almost gets it is that a mermaid purse is that a human purse that she uses i don't know i mean she is fond of human technology and human stuff so human stuff it, it wouldn't be outside of her uh outside of the realm of possibilities but I you just, also have to think that they probably have stuff like that as mermaids as well yeah like like i don't know that the bag is foundational to society and civilization <laughs> but i it's hard for me to imagine that they don't have you know bags ready to go for the mer people. You would think mer people would need special bags that had like netting in the bottom so that they didn't like catch all the water and slow them down. Yeah, reduce so, the drag. Right. I don't know. Or maybe this is a particular fabric that's low on drag anyway or I mean, a I don't know. Mermaid fabric? I don't it's, know. It's mermaid <laughs> fabric. It, it, it well no breeze isn't the right word. <laughs> It, uh, it, oh, it drinks? Uh, Is that the right word? <laughs> there's, there's a word in my head and I can't think of it. Uh, it works through osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I was really curious about, like, if this was a purse that someone had lost or, or, you know, a human bag, or if that was some sort of mermaid purse that she uses. But she's also very fond of this bag well at well, no, least I at the content she was going for the dingle hopper and the but pipe. like or more the so than, flat, than her yeah but more so than her uh her life <laughs> i would say she's more like, worried about that bag than she is flounder even yeah yeah i agree yeah but speaking of flounder okay yeah <laughs> flounder is not paying attention to where he's swimming a couple times in this minute but the first time he gets throat deep into that shark before swimming back out. We we looked. He disappears from screen. Wow. He is all the way in that shark's throat before he turns around and swims back out. And then the shark chomps down and it's like a miracle that Flounder made it out alive. Yeah. Which is in this uh, greater miracle because Flounder admitted that he does not swim fast. Do you think... That when he got to that point, he turned around and got and like was scared enough to get out because he thought it was the shark or just because it was dark. I I don't. He's kind of absent-minded. I could see him not even realizing that <laughs> it was the shark. And he's like dark. Yeah. Turn around. I'd say dark. He he just saw it get dark and he's like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'd say dark. 
And then he realizes, like, it was the, the shark. shark. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it, it's a comedic moment, but at the same time, like, when you watch the animation closely, like, he disappears. Like, he was almost dead. Like, I thought he was just sort of, like, up by the teeth and then turned around. But instead, he he is swallowed. Right. Speaking of stuff that the shark swallows, I cannot believe that the shark would be hungry for a week after this adventure because he eats so much wood during this whole <laughs> sequence. I mean, if he's already had the chest of drawers and the barrel, and, and then the this, and I, I feel like the window he definitely just crashed but through. He like tears through a good twenty feet of floor as well. Oh, I think it might be more than that. I, I, like it might be basically the length of the ship. Yeah, just chomp, 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 chomp. Well, okay. So here's here's the question with that: Is he eating it, or I mean, is he swallowing it, or is he eating it like how Cookie Monster eats cookies and other things? Where he just kind of puts it in his mouth and chomps down until it bounces out of his mouth. Well, you would you would think that with the way he's moving forward, there's no way it's bouncing out of his mouth. The only way it can really go is down his throat. Unless he can kind of spit it out every time he opens his mouth again. Maybe. But yeah, I, it would only make sense that it is going down the throat. And I don't see enough wood flying around that I think it's not. Uh, but... Yeah, there's no way he he's really hungry, and I don't know I don't know what the eating patterns of big sharks like this are in particular. I assume he's a great white because um, that's just the big sharks, right? And I have seen the footage of them jumping out of the water to eat seals and stuff, but I don't know how many seals they eat for that meal and how long it lasts them. So apparently Disney animators think that, I mean, we've spoken about this in previous minutes this week, but they think that fish just, their bodies are able to do things that nothing else possibly could, because there's a point where that shark goes through a hole that Flounder would have had going, had trouble going through a second before. Well, doesn't he break the wall? When he's going upwards, like right oh. after the the floor chomping thing, he he swims upwards, and he squeezes himself into this little hole <laughs> to fit through. Very well, uh, uh, very octopus like. <laughs> as as we established, uh, sharks are not a bony fish, so the cartilage <laughs> is maybe just a little more forgiving. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think they're flexible like that in the way an octopus is. Octopi are scary. Can yes, I just say that? Like, it's really kind of terrifying. They've put they okay. They do a lot of weird things with 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 the octopus to test it out. But <laughs> they put one in in water. They got it inside of like a peanut butter jar, and they screwed the lid down, and it unscrewed the lid from the inside. Oh wow! And climbed out. We're not safe, guys. <laughs> We're not safe from the octopus. I'm sure most people have seen the video of the octopus on the deck of the ship that makes mm -hmm. it through that tiny, tiny, tiny little porthole. Yep. And, um, okay, I, I love telling the story. Back to my, my seventh grade biology class. Um, but our, our, I was about to say professor, but that's college. Our teacher <laughs> told us a story <laughs> about a marine biology lab where they got like an octopus, and it was a pretty big one, and they were studying it. And then one night they they leave at the end of the day and they come back and 
There's a tank. They, I mean, there's a bunch of different tanks. And the octopus is in one. They've got sharks in another. And they came back one day. And one of the sharks was dead. And then <laughs> they're like, what happened? Did the other sharks attack it? And they weren't sure. Like, it had been torn up a little bit. But they're like, oh, the shark's dead. That's weird. These sharks haven't had a history of attacking each other. And there were, I think, um, I think like five sharks in the tank. And then they, you know, they do their work that day. They leave. They come back the next day. And another shark's dead. <laughs> it's like kind of the same as before. And like, this is weird. What's going on? And, you know, like, there was nothing new about the, the whole setup or anything. They've had all the animals there for quite a while. And so they're like, well, we need to, like, keep someone here tonight. And we'll keep an eye on the sharks. We'll film, you know, we'll set up a, a camera to keep an eye on everything. And so they set all of that up. And they turn off the lights and everything, and, and they leave a couple people there to watch. And they're keeping an eye on the sharks. And then partway through the night, they hear some noises not near the sharks. And it's coming from the octopus tank. And the octopus had found a place where it could crawl out. And it crawled out of its tank, crawled three tanks over, so it knew how to count to at least three. <laughs> Climbed into the shark's tank. Went and hid... And then attacked one of the sharks, killed it, ate some of it, climbed out of the shark tank, and climbed back into its tank, all wow. before they would have gotten there in the morning. So that's when they learned that the octopus was pretty smart and could potentially count at least up to three. That's insane. Oh, and, <laughs> and it is also, like, you can find video of what it looks like when an octopus attacks a shark. It's, it's kind of creepy. Like, because... The octopus will hide somewhere, and then the shark swims by. And then once the shark can't really see it, the octopus just, like, comes out, wraps itself all around it, and starts biting it. But also, it it kind of makes it so the shark can't swim, and sharks can't breathe if they don't move forward. Right. They are incapable of being uh, stationary. And so, it kills the shark. And it's, like, it, it makes octopi very intimidating. Scary. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will never have an octopus in a <laughs> tank of water at my home. Because okay. who Probably knows what it could do. It, you can't screw the lid down because it, it can unscrew a lid from the inside. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so that's my story about the octopus and the shark. Uh, an octopus would be more terrifying here. <laughs> but the shark is, is pretty scary. So... We've already established at least one time that Flounder doesn't pay attention where he's going, and he swims into the mouth of a shark. He also swims into the mast of a ship. <laughs> yes, where he is does. he looking when he's swimming? He's hopefully he's... behind him. That's the only thing I can think. He's trying to watch but, the shark. But, but, like, I think he's facing forward, and I don't think he has enough body that, like, a lot of, uh, he is mostly face. Like there's yes. no there's no two ways about that. But as a character, most of his body is face. Right. Uh, in yesterday's minute, we heard him say, "Shark, shark, we're gonna die," and he's just freaking out the whole time. Mm -hmm. And Ari has to push him out the the porthole. Maybe he's just not really seeing things clearly. He's uh -huh. just seeing like light, kind it of, but not nothing. 
He, he's in he's in flight mode. He's yeah. He's just like swim forward, swim forward. I can't do anything else. Just swim, just keep swimming, sweep. But keep like swimming. there was only one spot he could hit. <laughs> he, it, and it was like the size of his body. If he was up by one body length, <laughs> Kester, yeah. Did you really fine. did you really miss that that tie in there? <laughs> you almost hit it. Um, no, I did not miss. I did not miss that. I I, 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 I did not think about it. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the mast, when the shark grabs it and does the whole spin around with it, mm-hmm. that's pretty hilarious. This is some. This is like good classic slapstick stuff, um, and I think it's great. The way that flounder falls, mm-hmm. it's like. And I just, I'm trying to figure out the, the physics of it exactly because they float, they're, they're fish, but she catches him like he's going to be hurt if he falls to the ground. I think she's mostly just worried about the shark getting to him. Like he, he is in a tailspin. He can't pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, and he's, he, like, he's a little bit dazed at least and i think that's yeah. probably why he's spiraling he's causing the spiral because he's dazed and so he's kind of flicking a one one side one fin or something mm-hmm. um, i will go with that go ahead kestra <laughs> yeah and then the shark goes after flounder flounder is very small in comparison to ariel is he just going after flounder because he's realized that he's dazed that and he's i think dazed? also that he's closer Okay. And I don't know if the shark saw Ariel after he got spun around. Okay. I almost think that the shark's not interested in eating Ariel. Like, maybe he realizes that's not on his menu. He has mostly attacked Flounder um, or Ariel when Flounder's right there. Right. So, yeah, I think Flounder might be his his real target. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, Flounder couldn't possibly be a meal. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. He's just peckish, that's all. <laughs> what if not- what if what if this is his turf? He's like invaders, and I'm gonna make sure this fish knows better. Mermaids, oh, I don't I don't mess with them, but <laughs> if that's the case, he just ruined his turf. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't track either. Yeah, you you've gotta be right. It's gotta be he just wanted a little snack. A really little snack. A guppy okay. of a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've, I'm, I'm done with all my notes. Well, do you want to save uh, Scuttle for the next minute? Uh, yes. I just okay. wanted. Well, he he says fourteen hundred and ninety-two. Okay. okay, we'll we'll finish a little bit more. So Flounder sinks. Ariel grabs him, pulls him through the the top hole of an anchor, and then Glut swims through that, gets stuck. Do we have anything to say about that? How just, stuck do you think he is? Just that sharks are apparently very bendy. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's like stuck, stuck, or do you think he just doesn't know that he can swim backwards? We already established, we've already talked about that sharks, if they don't move forward, can't breathe. Yes, I don't even know if a shark can swim backwards. Maybe he's just trying to swim forward. He can't. He can't. Is he, he about to die? Did they just kill this shark? Possibly because he's so focused right now on breathing and trying to move forward even though he can't so that he can get a breath that he's oh keeping himself stuck. Kind of like the monkeys when they put their hands into a thing and won't yeah, let go. Like a monkey trap thing. Yeah, he's so focused on trying to get another breath and go forward that he can't realize that if he had just stopped, he would be free. I'm sure I'm sure sharks have to be able to like 
just jolt backwards a little bit so that they can right. go forwards and keep surviving. But I've never seen it, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. They may have <laughs> killed Glut. And that's like he, why he, that's he, why they scratched the It's like, oh, he's already end. dead. <laughs> Sharks have to keep swimming forward to survive. <laughs> it wouldn't track for him to show up later. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, they get away, they swim up to Scuttle. Yes. And Scuttle's singing to himself, vocalizing and stuff, and he sings 1492. What do you think that means? Columbus. That- well, yeah, I was going to say, Columbus is the only reference that comes to mind for me. And it almost sounds like he's singing the the Columbus I, I, song. I think my guess is that they just told the voice actor to just make some noises and, and say something nautical. He's like, okay, 1492, blah, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because oh, we, did, we did look up because we were wondering if it was that time era or not. But we will talk about that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Are you all all good for today? I am. Okay. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre, and you can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There, you also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsels, group. Our guest can be found. Well, first of all, I just have to shout out, that was so genius of you guys to come up with Damsels. <laughs> Thank you. It took us a long <laughs> it was, time. It was hard. Like, we love the, the jokes that we, Movies by yeah. Minutes... Facebook groups have developed. And, and we, we, we were like, Dams- we're, we're, we're Dame, so we'll damsels. But, but we what? had to figure yeah. out how to make the, the acronym work because yeah. <laughs> we had to shift it. Kind of like the whole, kind of yeah, like the whole shield thing. that one's thing. a big mess. And it's been like 20 different things throughout the yeah. years. All right. Well, if you want to find me, you can go to growlermedia.com slash neverendingminute. You can check us out on Twitter at nevendmin. That's N-E-V-E-N-D-M-I-N. If you want to find me, you can look at – I see. I do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at the Wookie Lives on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our Facebook page, NeverEndingMinute. Check out the NeverEndingMinute Listener Society. And I believe that's all I've got. Okay. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. 